0: I'm Emily Wood from Wellington, Florida.
1: And I'm Kayla Benny from Ocala, Florida. And you are listening to the monthly breeding and horse sales episode of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for July 28th, episode 2984, brought to you by Total EquaHealth. Good morning, Horse World. Good morning. Hey, you made it to the fourth Thursday of the month on Horses in the Morning. That means it's time to talk sales and breeding. (laughs) Uh, uh, Of horses, that is. Oh, my gosh. All right. So it's the fourth Thursday of the month. You know what that means. We're back! We're back! Both <laughs> of us! Yay! I've, I've managed to rope Emily in again, and we're going to talk <laughs> about sail horses, obviously, uh, sail techniques. We're going to compare what it's like to have our own businesses outside, very loosely outside of the horse world. And we're going to also invite Jen, I'm going to butcher her last name, Arelevo? Ure- no, Arvalo, we'll <laughs> oh no, see. we're going to have to ask her, we'll, we'll find <laughs> out, <laughs> that's why we're calling her, exactly, of Diamante Sport Horses from Whittier, California, to chat about her stallion Diamante Fino, and all things foal, all right, let's get to it, Emily, we've had some technical difficulties, we've taken a deep breath, oh my gosh, I know,
0: it's good, it's good technical difficulties are good it's like a little minor like adrenaline shot panic attack and then hopefully it's resolved quickly enough <laughs> that one makes the said time frame etc but yes oh, here we are geez. microphones headphones we are
1: good well your your sound is better so that's I'm awesome so glad Glenn made yeah. it official with our proposal of a, a new microphone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know I was putting it together today. I was like, I feel like I should post something. It is very official. <laughs> and this one's super high tech compared to what we were rocking eight years ago. Circa eight years ago. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> There's a lot more buttons.
1: Uh-oh. Oh, no. Mine only has a very small stand and one button, so I think I'm, uh, I'm a little behind the times. Yes.
0: So. This one has a volume, which I'm, I feel is not my,
1: my place. I <laughs> feel <laughs> like Jenny. I'm not going to touch that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that. that's Jen
0: or Glenn's job. Oh, geez. So.
1: Well, how have you been? How's Welly World?
0: Welly world is good. It's warm,
1: uh, as
0: it is everywhere. Uh, (laughs) the show goes on. We've had quite a bit of action down here with the sales. Um, the weather, I have to say, no, it's hot. It's just been a little peculiar because we're not getting as many storms as, it seems we should be getting this time of year. I don't know. Like I'm from New York originally and like every hurricane season I become like, you know, like a superstitious like weather person. And I'll be like, well, you know, and people say it, oh well, it's it's when it's hotter, that's when the bad hurricanes come, or when it's hotter and it's not as wet or whatever. So it just feels like this is like an odd summer. Uh, but it's going, you know, I can't complain.
1: I was gonna say it is a bit of an odd summer because we had a bit of a drought. The, uh, the beginning of June up in Ocala. The grass was turning brown, which is very unusual. Um, and then we've been having afternoon storms, but not nearly, I think, as bad, which makes me a little more nervous that the the next hurricane that actually rolls through is going <laughs> to be right? like, a is doozy. That a thing?
0: I've, yeah, I, I'm scared too. I don't. And we didn't discuss this earlier, so maybe I know. it's a thing.
1: Ooh, I'm a little nervous, but it is hot. Like it's it so is. hot right now. I mean,
0: I can change my work schedule. Most of mine are trials. Where I don't have anything currently that's showing. I have a couple that are gearing up to show. Although we do have down here that covered. I mean, you're the one that's out in the heat, really. I mean, you won that big class on your big bay horse. I mean, okay, that was a night class though.
1: No, it was a day class. Was it it day was, class? yeah, and it was hot that day. Like, I mean, so I, I was joking with everyone um, and I didn't say this uh, on the last episode that they had me on to talk about it but um so I won the future pre which is a 135 to 140 yay um and like down at the World Equestrian Center in Ocala and um so my horse okay i don't plan on making the jump off very often because we're we're learning and he's still a young horse and he's so big that every now and then I don't get my work done early enough and we might punch out a rail here and there um so we don't jump off a lot okay <laughs> um and so I'm walking around I'm like holy crap we just we just jumped clear and my horse um he's a bit of a roar um he sounds like a well a bit he sounds like a tractor um <laughs> And so I'm walking around and it's hot. Like it's it's the class right before they do the drag and reset the course for the Grand Prix. So it's like in the middle of the day. Um, and, you know, we did everything before we cooled them off. And we're, you know, we have these products that carry cool and things like that that we use to help cool them off. Um, but obviously we can't have that in the ring when it's an immediate jump off. Um, and so I'm walking around and the guy... Preloaded into the ring with me, and I think he thought I was nuts because I was talking to my horse and I was like, "It's okay, buddy. You catch your breath. You, <laughs> you take your time." And you know, like they re- they ring the bell. You got forty five seconds, and I'm like, "It's okay. We got we got time. Take a deep breath." And he's like, <gasps> "Okay, I'm 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 ready to go." And you're like, "Okay, well it's twenty seconds. We gotta go, bud." You know, and I'm just talking to him, and I'm like, "All right, let's alle." And uh, so we go off, and and my plan was to not actually go fast because there's only so fast you can go on an 18 hand horse. Um, 18 so hands. he's 17, three and some change. Wow. Yeah. He and looks big. He's very big. And so you can't, you can't go fast on that, you know? So you, you just plan on cutting out a step here and there and yeah. whatever. And so, but that, <laughs> that was my plan. Like, Dang, we got to go again <laughs> <Exactly>. right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Really? I, we don't normally do this. <laughs> are you sure Mom? <laughs> yeah buddy i'm sure I'm, like, I'm so sorry i'm so sorry it's so it's hot control.
0: <laughs> so
1: good boy he's a
0: lovely yeah. i love watching you guys together he his he just needs to get in some more of them and his fitness up yeah but- you think he struggles in the heat i saw you had some nebulizer or something you were yeah
1: so we just got that actually it's my total equi-health uh demo so we carry uh equine nebulizers and um so we're trying it out on him um you know we've scoped him the airway looks fantastic but he's definitely a roar um so, you know, we're just doing everything we can to help keep everything healthy and going in the right direction. You know, we do a lot like I usually train in the mornings early. Um, you know, we we ice him, we hose him down immediately after and uh I've got this product called Carry Cool which is a cooling neck wrap that hits the the um Oh, what is it called? The guttural pouches, which the carotid artery runs right underneath. So, you know, the the science behind it is that it cools all that down and helps cool the core temperature down quicker. Um, we've got them on some supplements to help muscle repair and and things like that. You know, there's a lot that goes into especially a big horse. Um and and everything like that. And I do think he struggles a little bit, but we, I do a ton of fit, fitness work. I actually treat him a little bit more like an event horse. Um, so we do canner sets. We do trot sets. We, we log our cardio hours and, uh, well, minutes, but, you know, it feels like hours. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm like, wait, I stopped eventing. I shouldn't be doing this.
0: <laughs> you but you oh. really do, though. Some of those big boys, I mean, it's a... Even over a week, if you if you do get into the jump off, you could be doing six rounds. Yep, something like this. I mean, it fitness is is the game, baby. I mean, it really is. It's hard on those big guys too. You've got to walk that line of getting them fit, but not so so like silly fit, right? Exactly. Stupid rails yeah. or you know get too looky or
1: <laughs> too fresh. Well, yeah. and what's nice is is Doki my big horse is a he's a game day horse so like he'll be cold and temperamental and when I say cold I mean like you know a little behind the leg a little uh like "Mm, I don't really want to do this all through the week even at the show and then you braid him or you do something you're like this is a bigger class he's like (laughs) game day baby let's do this and like just shows up and you know wants to to play the game which is awesome so uh but but he's he's unlike any horse that i've i've sat on before you know i have a young horse a seven-year-old kensington that is literally the exact opposite he's happy any day of the week i'm like hey buddy we're flatting today he's like okay okay Awesome. And then I'm like, "Hey, we're showing today." He's like, "Cool." And just happy to be present. He's like, you know, he's yeah. the kid in class that so you're like, "Kensington." He's like, "Here." You know, <laughs> um where like Doki's like, "Yeah, I guess I'm here." You know. Yeah. How old but, is Doki? Um he is 9.
0: Oh wow, so, he's still young.
1: Yeah, he's a young boy. I got him as a 6-year-old. Um and actually today As we are recording this, it is our three-year anniversary from when we got him. So
0: that's so exciting! (laughs) Congratulations! uh, That's fun to. I mean, I know that feeling when you develop them from the young jumpers and you start doing your first classes, and then my gosh, you win one! Like that's so exciting.
1: Well, what's really cool, and I don't talk about it a lot, is he didn't show in Europe when I got him. So you know, he came over, and he hadn't really shown. Um, and we took a leap of faith on him and we actually just went to Venice and did our first Grand Prix at, uh, Foxley farm. And so I've done everything from his, his first ever show, which, you know, was a little bit of a, a, a story in itself, but to, uh, to his Grand Prix. And that's just been really cool. It's to, really
0: rewarding. Yeah. It's
1: really rewarding. It and, makes
0: the other days easier when you, when you, when you, start logging those in and really getting that success start starting one at a certain point green broke through the chute whenever you start and really taking them all the way up
1: those ranks there's nothing like that feeling yeah it's but it is tiring like you know you're like oh god yeah people don't always realize that you know like it took three years to get to this point and you know, the amount of time, money, maintenance, yeah. and stuff, you know, but it's so rewarding on that day. You're like, wow, everything has come together this is awesome. And then you're always going to have your crappy days too, but oh, of course <laughs> those make Gotta the good those. days feel better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, yeah. You have to have some good days, you know, yeah. sprinkled in there or, or we wouldn't keep going. Now, yeah. did they go slow with him showing because of his
1: size? So, well, okay. A little backstory. I didn't know completely that I knew he had, sh- I thought he had shown a tiny, tiny bit, but come find out that like the people I bought him from had purchased him from his breeders his breeders reached out they had sold him he hadn't even cantered under saddle yet and I bought him like four months after the the people bought him is Um, he threatened to jump he is but okay get this how weird is genetics by the way his full sister so he's almost 18 hands his full sister is 15 too
0: Oh my gosh, I know sometimes you're just like, whoa,
1: (laughs) where did that come from? And he came from, (laughs) the reason they hadn't cantered under saddle is because their arena wasn't big enough and they didn't (laughs) think they could turn because they specialize in small horses and ponies.
0: Oh my gosh, and here (laughs) he is like... The giant, oh my god, I do know that feeling when the ring's too small and the baby's too large and you're like... "Mm -hmm." I'm not going to turn. Yeah, like, this (laughs) looks like we're going to just fall down in a corner or something. Oh my gosh. Well, that's hilarious. He was with ponies.
1: His breeding is uh, Conrad de Hoos, I guess, who throws either ginormous babies or, like, very small. I'm not too familiar with them, but... That's what I've heard is people have said, oh, Conrad's, they're either giant and they don't really learn their balance in the canner till they're like nine or 10 or they're petite and just balanced from like birth. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, well, I don't have that one. I have the other one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a big horse. Yeah. I mean, at least he's sharp with his front end, though.
1: He is. He in he's finally figuring out his his all of his parts and he's getting yeah. a lot sharper. Um, I will say we don't always have a lead change, so that's okay. kind of fun, you know, when you have like numbers coming up and you're like <laughs> got a, a flat five to a one to a nine to a steady three and then roll back to the triple combination not I have that, a that kid wasn't riding
0: me. with me right now and she's we're gearing up to go horse show and i've got one it's a lovely little horse and he will get the the changes when he's focused on course but like when you're schooling or or you know it hey sometimes he won't when you're on course too yeah. so she's missed the change and i'm just like keep looking at the jump if yep. you hadn't got it now you're not gonna get it so you oh, better learn to get her out of the cross out of the, crawl scanner. the cross canter I mean, cross canter you just gotta go you know it's an acquired skill the it is it, out of the cross scanner, but you know what, or they can
1: change. Exactly. That's what my, my <laughs> new mindset is like, well, here we are.
0: <laughs> I know really, I mean, you know, <laughs> than, and I think, at the, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, like you set them up, you do the balance, you do the flat work, you give them the opportunity and it's less stressful to let them kind of like learn cause and effect themselves a little bit I find yeah. rather other than like yeah. badgering them if he doesn't I mean he's old enough that he understands and he just won't get his balance it seems like at some stage that's how my little horse is eventually he's gonna just he's got a good clean change he just starts rah, looking out of the ring yeah. and throwing his balance off and boom and then before you know it we're cross cannery into the combination
1: <laughs> <laughs> well and that's the thing is like he will get the changes sometimes but then other times he just doesn't and yeah the if if I was to hound him about it then you know he kind of, for lack of a better term, he takes a piss about it, and he's yeah. like ah, and he kind of almost gets hyper focused and yeah. stops looking at where he's going because he's like I got to get the change, I got to get yeah, the change, yeah. I got to get the change, and yeah. you're just like, well now we're we now I've had to triple add to this jump right, exactly. on this now massive stepping monster, yeah. And Now you have to use your scope an
0: article this is ages ago but they were talking about the development of distances like when show jumpers as a discipline really just has got married to finding distances and what they were and what the you know perfect one was and whatnot and um it was like late 60s early 70s or something i want to say and uh the germans are writing a whole article about how it was affecting the um, suppleness of the animal They, with all of this micromanaging and ah, changing of the canner and, and all of this in this effort to find the quote unquote perfect distance, they were actually confusing the horses, having more rails and taking away the suppleness of the canner. Now with the technicality of the courses, we really need to have the horses supple round and, and, or, you know, maybe they don't need to be round, but you need to be able to put their feet where they need to be. Uh, but I found that to be very interesting, and that's I feel a bit with the lead change. It's like yep. you know we only badger so much. It's
1: got to be yep. smooth path of least resistance. Exactly, exactly. Well, we've been gabbing for a long time. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know I could talk about we're, this for forever. We would
0: talk in between times, but we don't, and so now it just all happens
1: on air, which is you know. <sighs> I know. I'm like, Hey, Emily, let's chit chat. No, we it's- should save this for the podcast. Never mind. I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of that, we should call our first guest. Uh- and we have our guest, Jen
0: Arevalo with DiamanteSportHorses.com. And her. we're talking about her breeding stallion, Diamante Fino. Welcome to the show, Jen. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. So glad it worked out. We're doing a time a time difference here, which it just feels all the more exciting. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> it sure does. Jen, Jen's, Jen's at the end of her day. She's in California. Um, and I thought this was going to be great. We're doing a breeding and sales uh, episode. We have had a lot of folks. On that have done some breeding, large scale breeding, mare owning, and all of this. I believe, as far as concerned, you're the first person that we have that's actually standing their own stallion, right, Kayla? Oh, that's
1: awesome. Yeah, for uh, we did have one way back in actually another California uh, breeder, but it was an event rider uh, that had their own stallion too. But we don't have many. You know, you have the the mares and the whole program, but not a ton of uh people that are standing their own stallions and on top mm-hmm. of it do you, your own stallion i have in the past yeah uh-huh. yeah so that's actually equally as exciting because a lot of the people that do stand their own stallions don't don't compete them so that's really cool so.
2: yeah he's a he's a fun guy
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's, he's a good boy and he takes so, care of me
1: Tell, tell us about him. How old is he? You know, what's his history? So he is nine this
2: year and um, I bred him. So um, at the time, so we're talking about 2012, I was searching for a colt of stallion material and I couldn't find anything in the U.S. Um, I did happen to come across one other Diamante simili colt that was for sale and they wanted six figures. And I thought, well, I mean, I could, you know, import for far less than that. But then I was like, well, I don't mind waiting and, you know, breeding my own, I would just have to find a very, very good mare to do it. And um, so I just searched out for someone who had very good mares and I found uh, a private gal who had two mares that were really, really good contenders. And, um, the, the Corrado mare that she had, you know, she was imported, uh, Karen Reed imported her. Then she sold her to the gal that, um, Tony Peterson, she's in Colorado. Um, so I leased, um, the Corrado mare from Tony and the Corrado mare is full sibling to Coral Fino. And Corofino Two, they're both uh, meter sixty stallion.
0: Amazing! How did you get uh, interested in, in going down this breeding rabbit hole?
2: Um, so I had a, a mare or two, you know, through the years, and um, I've always, I, I always thought about breeding. I was like, well, I could really improve her this or that. Uh, so it was always kind of on in the back of my mind that I wanted to do it. Um, and I had been at different barns that had stallions or colts and had done some foaling and, and I, I, I always wanted to get into it. And so it was just like about the timing and I I didn't mind like, you know, waiting and taking the horse through like the inspection. So it was just, a, I had time to research it. Um, and I, and I did, I researched, uh, the whole process, the stud books, the the bloodlines for about. I want to say five years, even before I found the
0: mare to breed. Amazing. And your intention was to breed, if I recall, for temperament?
2: Yeah. Um, so I wanted something uh versatile. I wanted something that no one else really had, or they would have had to import it for, you know, a lot of money. Um, and then I chose uh the stallion Diamante Samili at the time he was. So on the WBFSH rankings, I think he was number 12 at the time, but he just seemed like a really nice overall stallion. I saw a few of his offspring and I thought, you know, he's, he's a big shot. He's going to be, he's going to become more popular. And, and sure enough, like he was number one two years in a row in 2015, 2016 on the rankings. So his offspring just really took off. And, um, yeah, so we used frozen semen from him and, and we, we got my (laughs) colt.
0: And he was born with you there in California?
2: No. So he was born in Colorado. And then, um, when he was weaned, he stayed with his mom a little bit longer. So we brought him over before he turned a year.
1: So cute. He's gorgeous, by the way. Are you stalking uh, Kayla? Kayla's I, a stalker. I, I'm she a stalker. Stalks <laughs> while she talks. She's a talker and a stalker. Yeah, pretty thank much. much. <laughs> like already on the site. I I'm know. like looking at his babies, his offspring. Um, right. uh-huh. And you have a 2020 Diamante Fino and Cornet. I can't say the last part of it, yeah, but yeah, the Oblensky, uh, yeah. yes. And um, you know what's interesting. Um, is like a, he throws or at least it, maybe it's the mayor throws a ton of chrome onto these babies. But but he himself doesn't have a ton of chrome, but he's very eye catching.
2: Yeah. And, he
1: is. Uh, you know, which is the diamant dissimiles where there's a couple on the East Coast. Um, I actually have an offspring. Uh, He's just a gelding in in my care. And he's chestnut with a lot of chrome himself. Um, and then there's a stallion that uh, competes at the World Equestrian Center because I'm in Ocala. And mm-hmm. who also is chestnut with a lot of chrome. But yours is is bay, And <laughs> and uh, but very eye catching and very uh, they they seem to have this big head, big ears um, just kind, kind expression on, in their eyes, like all of them. And, uh, they all seem, you know, they jump, they're super scopy, and, but yet very easy to handle on the ground, you know, a, a little bit slower off the ground. So it's easier for amateurs to ride, um, and things like that, which is huge because, at least in the show jump world and the event world, it's run predominantly by amateurs. So you need things that are, uh, that cater to them and they seem to have just the temperament. Like they're just so much fun to ride and to have on the ground. They have all the movement, all the scope, but just so rideable. And it seems like exactly. your guys breeding mm-hmm. that, which is yeah. awesome. And, and I did, and
2: when I, When I originally bred him, I didn't really want something that was going to be like super hot, you know, because I am an amateur rider and I, I didn't want anything crazy. So that's another reason why I chose, I went with him because there were other stallions that I looked at and I was like, I don't know, they're, they might produce something too hot for me. And I, you know, if, I I just knew some of the bloodlines and I was like, I don't don't want something that has all the talent, but no head and you just can't ride it. I mean, it all needs to be in the package in order for them to succeed. So he looks
0: a lot like his father.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he does. He's splitting image. Yeah. And he, he he has thrown like chestnuts. So he does throw the chestnut gene and that's probably from the grandsire. Okay, um, it, but, and then he does throw gray because of the damn sire. So he does throw a little bit of everything. He's, he's actually, um, he had a black, he's had a black, maybe one or I think two black foals. So he, he's like kind of all over the board when it comes to <laughs> color.
1: <laughs> Genetics very, is crazy. strange.
0: Yeah. You can't oh, really predict too much, but. I know, no, it totally is. And so now he went through, uh, kept pace with the recommended inspections at the right times. Did he do his full inspection? What did you, he's, he's getting uh, my, my point is what I'm trying to ask is the horse is now getting a lot of recognition. He's becoming a stallion that people are looking for. You're doing a lot of outside breeding To get to that place, did you follow all the like check all the boxes, go to all those inspection mile markers, do the young? I know you he shows now. I mean, y'all can check him out online. Beautiful doing hunters, jumpers. He does all of it. But what did what was your process with actually getting him registered, inspected, and all of that?
2: So because his dam was already uh, approved in Europe, and because of his sire, um, I just I did. I didn't do any inspections of the foal. I feel like it was, it was far out of the way um, from where he was located. And so we, we decided not to do the full inspection and just wait and watch as he grew up to see mm-hmm. how he would turn up, you know, turn out to be, and you know, everything was looking really good. So um, yeah, we, we decided to get him approved with whole signer first. Cause that's what um, he was, he's registered with and at the time it was American Holsteiner and now they've merged into the Holsteiner Verband. So, um, the book is, it's just combined. Um, but yeah, so we went to the, the Royal Oaks. Um, so Anki's place in Thousand Oaks, we went there for the inspection and, um, then they wanted him to do the, they preferred testing. So in Europe, um, it's very different here, but, um, they prefer testing, um, over sport for Holsteiner. And so, um, I had looked into the testing. Um, we were going to do it one year and I just could not get my rider to go up there. She was just like overbooked with shows. And so, um, we How said, long okay, was the well,
0: testing was that so like a hundred day test or was it a few weeks?
2: No, it, they've simplified it to a three-day testing. It's okay. really not, it's really not difficult. Um, and you know my rider was at the time i had you know a grand prix trainer and she was like well you could just ride him and i'm like yeah but i want to give him the best opportunity to show off what he has and if i don't have that i feel like i shouldn't take him you know because i don't want to give off the wrong impression you know i mean it's it's different when you're at a show and um and the judge will give you a ribbon or not but you know this is something where this sticks the sticks with the, them Yes. And the judges are coming from Europe and it's, Mm -hmm. it's just different. So, um, so we decided to wait a year and then we just, we we were showing. So then that year he was showing more. Was that his four year
0: old year or his five year old year?
2: So yeah. So yeah, the five and the six year old year he was showing pretty good. And so, um, we just thought, well, we'll just, we'll just forgo the testing for now and, and just try and do the sport that they require. And um yeah, I mean looking back I would probably do make more of an effort to do the 3D testing because of the ease of it. Um and it's like it's less costly than doing shows because the shows are just you know, oh, yeah, no, they're sensitive. so expensive. So <laughs> oh, I know.
0: I have a stallion <clears throat> he's five years old this year, uh Zangerscheid Caratino line graph uh Mm -hmm. other way around but uh, i did the same thing i bred him and i have not yet i am hope he he's beautifully correct he jumps wonderful he is a little bit like your horse where i think he can go in in any of the rings and be successful i have not taken him to any inspections yet full inspections nor the one or three-year-old um, I'm exactly on your track. So that's encouraging because I mean, looking at a picture of your horse right now, with a big rosette around his neck. <laughs> <And> it's working <laughs> for you guys and, and a lot of outside breeding. I don't We didn't bring this up, uh, Kayla, but Jen, you don't have any falls of your own by your set stallion, correct? No, no, that
2: they yeah, are. That is correct. So I, I have a mare, uh, I bought her last year but, um, it was really late in the year. So we decided to wait until spring and now, now we're stuck in limbo. She, it's like, so she, I don't know if we're going to have a full next year, but, um, you know, it's the process. I mean, we've all, we've all been in the shoes, there's breeding, there's ups and downs. And so, you know, he's, he's not the, the, the only horse I bred, you know, we, we, um, my mom and I had a, a breeding before that we bred in 2015 but he's unrelated to my stallion so we did have mares and breeding through different like different years but um he yeah I do not have one of my own which is a goal of mine to to eventually have one of his fillies so that I can you know breed him to another one of my future stallions <laughs>
0: He, for your approvals, I see he's approved American Warmblood Regis- Registry, that's the AWR, KWPN, which is Dutch, and he is that book two with Holsteiner and Westphalian Verband, which, like you say, are the German Verbands, that's mm-hmm. not with the North American. So, how did that That was through regist- just registration, not actually presenting the horse?
2: So, um, so he was approved and um, inspected through Holsteiner and then through them, some of the other ones are irk end, um, okay. which, you know, so they're accepted um, because of his original approval or because right. um, some of, some of the stub books, because of COVID, they approved him during COVID where they were doing virtual <laughs> I saw <that>. inspections Yes. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I was like, this is so. my kind of inspection <laughs> right from home. <laughs> Just upload yeah. that video,
2: baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that was kind of handy. And um, you know, it's good because um not everybody is gonna use the same stud book. And so it's kind of nice to have like a, a variety of of approvals or where they can be accepted. And we also don't um we're not prejudice against different breeds we do we do you know offer him to outside of the criteria you know thoroughbred warm blood we we have bred him to paint mares and we've um bred to quarter horses and you know he has something to offer if they want to be in the discipline of the hunter jumper world the eventing world you know he has something to offer them so
1: he's really brave I'm stalking all the baby pictures right now and I'm like that's why I'm so silent. I'm like, ooh, baby, oh, there's I another baby. Really I, quality, all of them. I do have to say, apps. like the biggest common denominator of all the foals that you have on on the website, which is Diamante dot com. And um when there's a canner picture, they all are using so their special. hind end.
2: Mm-hmm. like
1: they're using the hind end i watched um a video of one of the fillies trotting and like just the suspension the movement the hind the natural hind end engagement um you know the older ones are have a big shoulder like huge oh, shoulder okay. um and really beautiful neck placement um just you know you could go anyway hunter jumper dressage uh Eventing all of it. Uh, it just looks like he can really produce a little of everything, um, which is lovely. Yeah, and can. then the brain on top of it. Oh, you got.
2: It. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm that like, you, well, it's funny that you mentioned the, the dressage thing because he has a, a maternal half sibling that is a, an approved stallion. And he's a dressage stallion standing in Canada. His name is Eliano. I'm not sure if you knew about that
0: he's not at all well
2: yeah i i same, mean same damn different sire but yeah
1: we we joke uh at our farm we have the the diamant dissimile uh gelding at our farm and i was like it's a good thing he jumps well because otherwise he gets snatched up in a hot second as a dressage horse, just from the suspension Uh. of the, of the trot, you know, the, the canter movements where you can literally do like a canter pirouette to like get in two point and gallop out of the pirouette and like, you know, and then bring him back right away and then do another canter pirouette and then gallop again. And, you know, so the versatility, the elasticity of the gates and and things like that is just obscene with these horses. So, like, they really can go in any direction, which is just awesome. Um, yeah, really so strong. He's timeline. really cool. Yeah.
0: He is so, really yeah. cool. I watched him and did some hunter derbies and then wh- what are your plans with him? You, well, fill fill our, our audience in on what he has done show wise. I know cuz I I also stalk you online. <laughs> You're your stallion <laughs> um, but fill everyone in on what he's done and the, and what your plans are for him.
2: So, he during the breeding season, he is at a breeding farm and that makes it easy for all my my clients to order their collections. And, um, so they go directly as soon as they are, you know, as soon as the contract is signed, then they are in contact with my breeding manager and she will coordinate with them for any shipments. It makes it a lot easy, easier. Um, you know, I, for one year I tried to go back and forth cause it's about 15 minutes away in one in one way. I tried to go back and forth and it was just too hard on him. So Um, it's easier for me to just leave him there for the few months of the breeding season. And then when he comes back, he goes back into full work and then, um, we usually plan for shows. So, but yeah, he has done jumpers. He's done the, he did the five-year-old jumpers and he's, he did the jumpers up to a meter 20. And then, um, he took a break during COVID and he came back and did the hunters, um, with an amateur rider, Hunter Derby. That was, um, he won the Hunter Derby. It was, um, up here and, um, at Hanson Dam Equestrian Center. And so he won that. It was, uh, it was a $500 Derby. And so that was kind of nice. I mean, it was his first time going out and he just really loves to like take his time and like, just make every jump look great, you know? And and it's, it's a fun ride. You know, you don't, you don't feel like you're going to, you know, crash or lose control because he's just so easygoing and so nice to ride. It's like riding on a big cloud.
0: It looks like he looks like he just floats. He can go in any ring. He's just got that nice, I, I like I like a larger horse. I like the little guys too, but there's something very nice and square about his build, uh, and he just looks so comfortable and and tremendously scopey, easy scope. And like Kayla's saying, he has such a correct hind end, which he's throwing to his foals. He just everything is easy for him.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's been really fun, um, and he's he's had his moments. I mean, he's a stallion, so there's that to contend with, but he's always been really good for me. And, um, I, I wouldn't want it any other way. I mean, I've, I've heard horror stories about other people's stallions and what they've done. And
0: I'm like, Oh man, I mean, Oh mine, gosh, yours isn't yeah, like that. He doesn't have a no bone in, like, in his body like that. Not at all. Tell, tell no. people where they can find you. If they're interested in some breeding or looking into some of the, progeny that are on the ground right now what are the best places to find diamante fino
2: so um we are on uh facebook and instagram under diamante sport horses or um it's our website is www.diamantesporthorses.com or you can um always text or call me at 323-895-8033 and i'll be happy to answer any questions
1: about him Oh my she, she just gave out her phone number. <laughs> she does. Sally is
0: going to have a lot of babies. Uh, and he does, he does frozen and fresh, cooled. Yes.
2: Yes. Fresh, cooled. We ship to all the lower 48 states. We have shipped to Canada, but with COVID restrictions, it's gotten a little bit tougher. So we just usually stick to the lower 48.
0: Amazing. Well, we're going to keep an eye on him. You guys, this is a great stallion to follow. Thank you so much, Jen Arevalo. We're so pleased that you took the time, the time difference and the time to meet with us today. All right. Thank you guys for having
1: us. Wow. Well, Jen was super awesome. Um, So exciting to hear about her horse Diamante Fino. Um, And for listeners, Diamante has an E at the end. It's like diamond but with a t-e at the end but you know um just in case you you can't spell (laughs) like me me. yeah um but so i have a question for you (laughs) i know that you have your own startup business that's loosely connected to the horse world but also like mildly not but really actually yes um with S Equestrian, and I myself have started Total Equal Health, which is a spo- the sponsor of this podcast. My history for IMB um, It's incredible. But what <laughs> drove funny. the so yes, was- you decided one day that your life wasn't busy enough and you were going to start another I, business? I know.
0: I know. Like, now I'm just like, gosh, you know, it was really like... I've been. We've been incorporated now. We went on the racks at Bevels uh, in 2010. Oh wow! I know. So it's (laughs) the madness continued. Um, It at that time in my life, I did actually oddly have the largest business that I have had to date. I had probably 18 to 20. Three to 26 or so 18 <laughs> in- <laughs> to, to a billion like a <laughs> well, yeah, lot of them and uh customers kids ponies going on the road showing in everything and legit for me it was necessity this was legit at the time that we were still trying to pull out of the cotton rat catcher Yep. situation and the dry cleaner and we lost the collar. And can we make another one out of the tail of the shirt? Like just the insanity and like golf and like tennis. And they're all just like, woo and all breezy and everything. And we're yeah. all in our like wool and leather and cotton <laughs> and we're just not conforming. And people are like, getting heat stroke and, and all that. So I, I was like, I can't do it as a hardworking professional. I did not see anything on the racks that I wanted to part with a hundred dollars or whatever, you know, the stuff is not cheap. No, so that was that. That's what drove me was necessity. I saw a need for an athletic fa- fabric shirt and we truly were the first. Uh Kingsland came out shortly right around us a little bit after uh with their cotton version of the, of the uh, convertible. I think they call it show shirt, which is just without the collar, you know, it just buttons up. And then from there, it was crazy. Then SmartPak knocked us off and whatever. I mean, who cares? People are going <sighs> to go. It's fine. Nobody going to make it. We're making them in the downtown <laughs> garment district in <didn't laughs> Manhattan. I mean, my shirts are tailored that, you know, girl, they last. Oh, I wear
1: them. I, I, I have. can bleed on them. Oh, like, my God.
0: They wash out. Uh, but that, for me, was it was a necessity. And I, uh, I, I have to say I was getting a little bit burnt out. I was doing a lot. I was uh, living on the road, showing constantly. So I think subconscious me was trying to give myself also something else to do and not just run in circles, as you know that you can do. Which I I, I knew that this company was a sponsor. I did not realize that this was your company. So you have to fear. <laughs> you are also crazy. Uh,
1: well, <laughs> well, and I'm like, I'm showing all the time now. And uh, I'm like literally headed to Venice tomorrow to go jump in the Grand Prix the following day. And, uh, you Don't know, and then we're trying to get total equal health off the ground. And, um, you know, it came around for myself and my business partner, Don Willie, who also co-owns all of the horses that I ride. Um, because we're just trying to drive the bus and like, you know, how are these horses going to pay for themselves when they cost so dang much? I know. <laughs> so, and have a retirement fund because how many riders do you know that actually have a retirement fund? I Not know. very many. Um, I, know. I look
0: at Todd, I'm just like, he's still going.
1: <laughs> well, you have there's to stay stories, going because otherwise, I, know. I don't, I don't.
0: there's no choice, you know, I'm just like, so, hey, you know, <laughs>
1: we, we took an idea that like, you know, I, I sit there and I scour, you know, the internet and read all the things on, you know, what supplement, like how much vitamin E does this horse need? You know, what's the Yeah, pretty much. And I basically like I have all this information of like how much I use a vitamin E someone like a horse needs for this area or whatnot. Like what is really good for gut health? What if this horse needs, you know, a joint supplement, like things like that and you know, for me it was like I was doing all this research and why not just package it for for everyone else you know and carry those products you know so you are actually I packaging. feed yeah and I feed a lot of these products too so and and try it out and if I don't like it I don't carry it um, so, and, and a lot of the stuff, like, I don't like putting chemical fly spray on my horse and maybe you can call me a hippie dippy if you want to, but.
0: No, it shows up on your labs. I yeah. can tell you from <laughs> experience, they don't yeah. do these labs on all you healthy people, but when you get sick, they do all the labs and creation and that stuff. I have so much of that pesticide in my system and you just think about it. And you're you're just, just walking through a barn, getting like coated with it Yes. and just Yo, not even like gross. You're just like, hold your breath and then breathe again and it will be fine. It's like, no, but man, it all soaked into your skin. Yeah. Yeah. No. So so it's all natural. You know,
1: we have, I have a couple more all natural fly sprays. That's um, great. I have one that I'm just bringing on so you won't see it on the website yet. Um and just really good high quality products that like are going to last. They're made for the comfort, the wellness, the fitness of the horse um cuz I'm also a fitness nerd, you yeah. know, myself and and for the horses, and I really take all of that very seriously, so why not package it all up? And, you know, the idea behind Total Equal Health is also not only ha- being an online retail store, but eventually, you know, I'm going to have rider-based ex- exercise programs or suggestions, you know, um, have independent fitness trainers come on. I'm looking into getting my own fitness training pro- like uh, certification and things like that so that I can help these riders because, like, as – elite riders or even amateurs that really want to take take the sport seriously you you have to be fit and you have to be beyond riding fit um yeah, so that you're not training. relying on those muscles exactly totally. it's like cross training a horse you know I take it out and like every now and then I take my show jumpers cross country schooling mainly because I'm an inventor at heart and I still have a little bit of a crazy side and I'm like I "I want to jump into water Um, (laughs) but but, um, you know or do some dressage movements do those leg yields do those canter pirouettes or the idea of them you know and just really work on their overall fitness and it's the same thing that I do with myself I don't kill myself if I'm exhausted after a day I don't work out but if you know I try to stay on a somewhat regular program um, do a lot of stabilizing exercises maybe I'm not lifting a hundred pounds but I'm you know doing stability exercises and things like that so that if I have a young horse that bucks and leaps and goes through the air I'm not using my back when I shouldn't be using my back because my core is not strong enough um, and things like that so you know I, I really, it's a passion project that I'm trying to make come come to light um, and really exciting. You know, we've got some really good products like the product we're going to highlight today, um, which we'll just get right into it, is um, the Ice Horse Cold Therapy uh, Ice Boots. Um, so, If you're tired of cold therapy products that don't stay cold, ice horse wraps with cold capsule inserts are scientifically proven to stay colder three times longer than your average gel wraps or buckets of ice and water. Um, They have a patented cold capsule insert, which... Is the first choice of veterinarians, leading riders, trainers. Um, they're basically ice packs, and then they have a boot that wraps around, and the wrap can get super tight, so it's a little bit more of compression along with that ice. Um, and I actually just did a blog post that will be posted to Total Health once this uh, episode comes out that you know, highlights why we ice our horses and things like that. Um, The ice horse wraps are made with heat-releasing quadraspan, which doesn't suppress heat like neoprene can, but it, you know, has that same uh, consistency. You can get it tight. It stays tight to the leg um, and things like that and adds that compression. Um, It's tolerated by horses a lot more. So, like, yes, it gets cold, but they're not, like, uncomfortable, um, and then once the cold capsules are frozen, they are basically filled with small ice crystals, which look and feel like soft flaky snow and they're malleable. So they conform to the horse's body for maximum coverage. And what's awesome about ice horses, they've got back wraps, they've got stifle, uh, wraps, they've got leg wraps, knee wraps, and they actually even have this wrap It um, you, where you can put it on like the top forearm of a leg and oh, you amazing. just take the capsule, like itself and it's like an elastic bandage that hooks to itself and you to so anywhere that's really tough that they don't make a boot for, you can actually just put the ice pack on. And it's not like oh, a wow. polo that's going to start to uh, droop and then it falls down the leg. And then, oh, you know, know, next thing, you know, it's down by their fetlock and the horse is like, get it off, get it off, get it off.
0: Yeah. Or you have an injury, you know, yeah. it's like, we all try, we try so hard to help and some of the, the products are not entirely horse friendly.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, like some of the stuff you have the best of intentions and you put it on the horse and they heat up way too fast. I mean, you want it to stay cold past the 20 to 30 minutes that you're supposed to ice for. I mean, you don't want to leave it on that long, but you you want it. You want to to get
0: your good ice. Yeah. For that duration. That's medical. That's, you know, everybody subscribes to that.
1: When I. So you can find this under shop horse and under the therapy ice section, um, and we'll add it to our new featured section and the horse radio network listeners are going to get 10% off if you use code H R N at checkout. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's, it's a passion project of mine. You know, I use the ice horse ice boots. Um, I use, you know, the fly spray that we carry the, the face products, the Cebu that we talked about last time, I actually use that stuff on my face. Like if I don't love it, I don't carry it. Um, so, you know, it's definitely a passion project,
0: but (laughs) I think that's important though. That's how I feel with my clothing line. It's like, and, and that's how we all feel about the horses. So you're doing something that's inside the industry. Yes, it's different, but it's you're passionate about the horses and make, making the sport better in whatever capacity we can do that. Yep. That's amazing. I'm so proud of you, Kayla. Aww. I did not know that you were doing all of this.
1: <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm also, you know, running a business and trying to jump in my first Grand Prix. But I know, <laughs> really.
0: I didn't know that you were totally, totally nuts. This is good.
1: Sleep, Sleep who needs break. that? <laughs>
0: I know. Yeah, But you know what? If you're passionate about it, then, I mean, it's so, you know, cliche, whatever people say all the yeah. time, but it really is true. If you have a passion for it, it doesn't feel like work. It can be no. tiring. You can be driving the truck in the middle of the night to Venice to go and try to get to the Grand Prix the following day, you know, whatever. <laughs> but if your heart is in it, and it is, uh, it, they, they don't feel as long a days as they, as they can be when you're running your own business. That's for sure.
1: Yep. So, Well, perfect. And you can find that at TotalEquahealth.com. Um, That's T-O-T-A-L-E-Q-U-I health.com.
0: So cool. I'm going to check it out.
1: Well, I guess it's time to wrap the show. They're probably tired of listening to us. People probably already (laughs) tuned out by now. They're like, okay, (laughs) they just won't (laughs) shut up. But Emily, where can we find you? Uh, if people want to follow you, follow all your baby horse pictures, uh, your videos, which I've been following. You have some amazing jumpers, and if you'd like to send them oh. up to Ocala, um, <laughs> I am a newly minted Grand Prix rider, so I know,
0: right? Exactly, <laughs> I know. And I'm still recovering, so this could be a good partnership. You no, know, I call <sighs> people. I don't care. Uh, what size, color, four legs? I just like them to jump clear and <laughs> they need to have scope for the big classes or it's not fun for me to deal with them every day yeah. train them like I mean, I hate to be like callous, you know what I mean, but I'm like, buddy, if you're doing the three foot hunters like this is not your
1: place. <laughs> You need to move along. Yeah, you
0: go on, get out of here, get, get on down the road. Um, but yes, no, we've got good, great horses, uh, always for sale, always in development on Facebook. It's Emily Wood on Insta. It's Stella Farm LLC, and I will be building a website for the horses <laughs> <Christmas> coming
1: soon. <laughs> but uh, the- forever, the horse world's demise. Oh, I, know. I will be putting in a website together. <laughs> uh huh. Sure a new
0: social media platform and you're like, eh, you know, like maybe I should do like Snapchat instead. (laughs) Like (laughs) we're, we're getting there, but the clothing line is ECE com. That is also on Facebook and Insta. I'm about to upload some really sweet shots of new custom orders on the shirts. So y'all check those out. That's fun, fun, fun for finals and for circuit.
1: Yep. No, they're amazing shirts, so everyone needs to check them out. And uh, you can find me on Facebook under Kayla Benny or Selkuth Sport Horses if you want to follow my horses. Um, at Total Echo Health has a Facebook page and Instagram page. And... It just recently got a TikTok. It has not posted anything yet. Um, I also have my own TikTok. Don't follow that one because it's embarrassing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you can find the links to today's guest and show notes at horsesinthemorning.com. You can follow Horses in the Morning on Facebook. Just search for Horses in the Morning. You can have all the Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go with our free app for iPhone and Android, go to your app store and search horse radio network. And thank you to Total Equealth for sponsoring the show this week. And you can visit that at com Remember, riding like life doesn't need to be perfect to be wonderful. Give your horse a pat after every ride.
0: See you soon, guys.